Thanks for tuning in to the second season of Let the Truth Talk. My name is Tara. And my name is Tandia. This season, we will be talking about some common misconceptions around sexual violence in our society. These misconceptions can prevent victims from speaking out, seeking help, and holding perpetrators responsible for the assault. When dismantling the myths around sexual violence, the facts should always come first. Getting the facts and dismantling these myths are an important step in ending sexual violence and finding ways to best support survivors of sexual violence. Follow along with us as we break down the myths and the truths of sexual violence. We would like to honor and acknowledge the traditional lands of Treaty 7, upon which YWCA Banff is located. We recognize that we have a responsibility to understand our history and the spirit and intent of Treaty 7 so that we can honor the past, be aware of the present, and build a just and caring future. Before we get started, we just wanted to give a listener's note. While we're talking about sexual violence, the topic of sex, sexual assault, and other forms of violence are brought up in our conversations. Listener discretion is advised. Today's truth. Alcohol is the substance used most frequently to facilitate sexual assault. Many people believe that date rape drugs are commonly used to incapacitate victims, but it's actually alcohol that is used most commonly. Sexual assault is about power and control, and perpetrators exert power over victims in many different ways. Most sexual assaults occur by people that victims know and trust, and due to this and dynamics of power, perpetrators often do not have to use substances to gain and maintain control. So that covered a few of the myths that we've already gone through um, in previous episodes. But this is such a huge thing, um, similar to the talking about uh, the myth that sexual assault is only committed by strangers or people you don't know, that sexual assault occurs when someone slipped something into your drink. Yeah, and that's not true. Like we just said, it's alcohol that's normally used. Um, but although there is research linking alcohol to sexual assault, um, sec- alcohol consumption and sexual assault does not demonstrate that alcohol causes sexual assault. What causes sexual assault is the perpetrator. They are using the alcohol as another layer to gain power and control over um, their victim. Um, and it's also this double standard. So while alcohol consumption is sometimes used to excuse the abuser's behavior, it's also often uses as reason to blame the victim for the abuse. Yeah, uh, that question of what were you wearing? How much did you have to drink? <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you drank or what you wore. It's, again, not the alcohol or the tiny skirt you chose to wear that night. I bet it looked great. It's the abuser's choice to commit the violence. Yeah. End of story. Um, the Criminal Code of Canada defines consent as a voluntary agreement of the um, compliant to engage in sexual activity in question. Consent cannot be obtained if the person is incapable of consenting to the activity. Example, the person's drunk, stoned, unconscious, underage, anything like that. But legally, consent cannot be obtained if someone is drunk. Or any sexual encounter where one person has power over another because they are incapacitated by drugs or alcohol, it's sexual assault. Yeah. Um, And there's actually a term, drug-facilitated sexual assault, or DFSA. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Most often, the perception of how DFSA occurs is when the perpetrator puts a drug into an unsuspecting victim's drink. I think we see this in movies a lot. So this is like being roofied. Being roofied. Um, This is considered a proactive uh, drug-facilitated sexual assault. Um, This also includes supplying someone with a large quantities of alcohol with the intent to um, perpetrate sexual assaults. Or there's also an opportunistic Uh, drug-facilitated sexual assault, which when the perpetrator specifically targets an already intoxicated victim. So we can almost think about this as someone planning to rob a bank and they collect their bank robbing supplies. They, They have the intention to commit that crime versus someone who is opportunistic and sees um, money lying around at a bank and then just happens to go for it. Yeah. And it's easy to understand in that example that that is illegal. Yep. Don't rob banks. Don't rob banks. Don't sexually assault people. Mm-hmm. I, I think that those both very go clear. Like you can you can see when someone is drunk, and using that opportunity, my finger quotes, um, to have sex with this person. It's not sex. They can't consent. They're not fully aware. They're not in the right state of mind to consent to the situation because they don't fully understand. Um, and I think it's really important to talk about this um, because we, in the Bow Valley, we have a lot of a younger per, uh, population. And I think, although I don't have the stats on this, with things opening up, we're going to see more partying. Yeah, it's kind of like how um, a lot of this is being compared to the Roaring Twenties coming out of depression, the Great Depression, how that's when like a lot of parties and drinking and drugs and people just wanting to get out of their house and have a great time. We're almost seeing that uh, that trend happen again. And like things definitely in the, Bo- in the Bow Valley have picked up just walking around on the street or noticing how busy our bars, restaurants, and clubs are becoming so quickly after being closed for so long. Totally. And those have great aspects. Like we want to see tourism. We want to have social connection again. But... Um, Keep this in mind, be careful, take care of yourself, take care of your friends, and I think knowing these facts and knowing that this is not okay um, can hopefully help this from occurring. Um, I, I think, I'm thinking from more of a personal ex- like personal experience, you, you see it happen so often where you go to, a girl goes to a party or a boy or anyone goes to a party and they're assaulted. There's so many young people I knew growing up that would have a story like this. and. There was one friend that shared their experience of being assaulted at a party, and the response they got was, oh, they just do that. That's just what they do. And that shouldn't be the mentality around it. We know it's wrong. We know it shouldn't happen. So why do we see so many people with this story? Being drunk on either side does not make it an excuse, and it does not give a reason. No, never. Like, period. And... Yeah, I think that's all I want to I wanna say on that one. Those are the facts. We're going to expand on uh, the concept of alcohol a little bit more in the next episode. Uh, but we will include any of our research and our, our data in our show notes if you're curious um, or want to wanna look into it yourself. Thanks for listening. Please let us know what you think of this episode in the comments and what you'd like to be featured in future seasons. 
Remember to like and subscribe to be notified of future episodes. And if you like what we're doing, please share our podcast. You can find us at harmonyproject.ca or send us an email at yps at ywcabanff.ca. The Harmony Project's diverse stakeholders, through expertise and experience, are working together to end sexualized violence in the Bow Valley. The Harmony Project is funded by the Ministry of Community and Social Services on behalf of the Government of Alberta.